Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Kelsey on South Sharab Radio. Welcome to the Yav Podcast. How you doing today, Kevin? South Sharab, <laughs> Kevin W. <laughs> Everything is good, Calvin. Trying to stay alive and... I guess I'm doing a pretty good job of it. Hope you're doing well. Hope everyone's doing well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, <sighs> okay. So let let's let let me let me at least say this about Giannis. I'll tell you the things I like about Giannis. Almost like a pros and cons list. Um, Giannis is one of the four, one one of four of my favorite players in the NBA that I love watching them play every night. Um, the other three are Embiid, um, is Kawhi, and the other one's Steph Curry, right? And mm-hmm. the, the reason why I love Giannis specific is the story, right? Here's a kid from. A Nigerian kid from Greece. Their family was dirt poor. They were they were treated uh, like shit when they're in Greece. Um, you know, they literally got it out the mud, like underneath the mud. Comes across overseas after all the struggle, all the rawness. You know, playing in second-rate leagues and gets drafted. You know, not just outside the lottery. I think it was like 14th or 15th overall. Um, comes in really raw, grows, becomes, you know, this improving player that we've never seen before. You know, becomes this, you know, as they say, Greek freak. He becomes Greek freak. He becomes this, this, this player that we've literally never seen. The things he can do with his body, his length, his strength, we've never seen, Right. Or it's, we've really never seen this, and especially because he came into the league at six nine. He's now seven feet tall. Um, he made himself uh, a, a a player that you know he came under the shadow of of Jabari Parker because was, this was supposed to be Jabari Parker's team, and he <laughs> he, he 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 somersaulted over his head. <laughs> yep. Um, climbed up the ladder like a mountain goat. Took at least four steps. Pastor Barry Parker. Right, right. But it's not a travel. But go ahead, yeah. So he does all that, becomes an all-star, becomes a two-time MVP in his league. Why do I feel like he's letting me down watching this series? Because, and I, and I ask this because watching this playoffs, not even this playoffs, sorry, I will say watching the last couple of games in this series, so the, you know, game one and game two was a disaster. Um they, they came back in game three, game four, game five. And I mean, and you look at the stats, if you look at the stats, you would be questioning what the hell I'm talking about, because this guy had 30 something points. He, he basically stuffed the stat sheet. Um, let me just let me just let me just actually go over it really quick to, to tell you what he had the last game, which was it was unbelievable. Like when he, again, when you look at the raw stats, you're thinking 34, what? 37 points, I think. Right. So 34 points, 12 boards. Four assists, a steal, two blocks. Files out of the game. 14 for 22 from the field, right? Why do I feel like 
you know, this guy's what is he, 25 years old? Why do I feel like he's basically won his last MVP and he's never going to see it again? Like, to hold on to the ones that he's won really tight because he's probably not going to win another one. And, I, I, and I'm saying this off the rawness of my emotion from what I saw in Game 5. And and this is no disrespect or not taking away any credit, I should say, from, from uh, Kevin Durant because he was... Kevin Durant was amazing in that game. Um, 49-point triple-double. I mean, psh, I mean <laughs> he, was, he was amazing. But it was so much nonsense between the coaching staff how they were calling the games, the way they're executing or trying to execute on 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 Brooklyn, um, the fact that Giannis looks like his co- his confidence is completely taken away when the games, you know, when it's like halfway through the fourth quarter, the games are getting tight. He plays with so much bravado that I love, but it's like he's still he's still so underdeveloped in this area, especially shooting free throws that it just it drives me crazy. It drives me nuts. I understand what you're saying. It's actually the story. Fantastic. That could be a quick, remember back in the day, like ABC would have those Sunday night movies. I think they had one for Isaiah Thomas back in the day. Oh, right? Yeah, I, remember Zeke, yeah. I remember watching that. Yeah. You know, like a story like that, the hardships and Hey, newsflash, uh, ethnics have a hard time in Europe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> for, for what his family went through, you know, he and his brothers and his parents and everything like that. I mean, they call him Greek now because he's bringing, you know, fame and everything like that for, you know, for, for the progress that he's made. Um, we are unapologetically spoiled, Calvin. Um, and I think it goes to show that, you know, like how everybody gets part, we, we're in that era where everyone gets participation medals. Oh, we're, 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 right? we're like right in the... In, in the thick of this right now, in that, of that era. Right. We're like, way, that, we're like, that, we're like chest that, high deep into that era right now. Right, that there's like, that everybody gets to stand at the same podium, so everyone's at eye level. It's kind of like that when, and realistically, as we know, like, historically for watching sports for so long, there are tears to this. There's something about, you know, the, the limitations in your game, you know, it doesn't mean that you're a bad player, but... I don't know if you could throw, you know, the greatness or whatever the case may be. Because in the playoffs, we've known this, we've seen it. No matter what, if you have that one one vulnerability, the main thing is Cobra Kai. Go for the knee, you know, sweep the leg, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's been going on. We, listen, the Cobra Kai um, mantra or philosophy to win. You know, I'll shake your hand after, but I have to exploit your weakness. Unfortunately, Giannis has shown, except the one game winner I know him to, to have followed through on was years ago against, go figure, my Knicks. Right? He hit a fadeaway, he hit a fadeaway jumper at the Garden um, to win the game. That was in the clutch. But for the most part, he's not known as that player you can go to and there's somebody else that has the same, that has the same, the same limitation. If we're not talking a full head of steam and, you know, your ability to take your four steps and, and go to the basket at, at, you know, with, with, with gazelle execution, then can't rely on the three, can't rely on a consistent pull-up game. And unfortunately, if you do get fouled, 
you're going to the line. If you're down by two, uh, sorry, if you're down by one and he's going to the line, what do you do? You know what I mean? Mm. And remember Jay, remember Jay Will told that story about how Durant said, told him at a party, don't ever compare me to him. Or don't don't ever compare Giannis to me kind of thing. Right? Which, which I mean, he's vehemently denied. Is is either it was true and uh, and he's and he's like distancing distancing himself completely from from Jay Will, or he actually didn't say it. But it's either one of the two. He's so strong right. against that 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 um <laughs> that position or that or, or or that statement that story that like it's either that it's either it was absolutely true and he's like what the fuck are you doing telling this story? I told you that shit in private, right. you stupid mother. Or <laughs> Rappaport, yeah. Go ahead. Or, or <laughs> yeah, you stupid mother Rappaport. Or, or it's Jay Will's got his stories mixed up. But go on, go on. So we've seen it where like the game's on the line, and it's like keep the ball out of his hand. You're like the defense will be like keep the ball out of his hands. He's gonna hurt us, and like don't foul him or whatever the case. Like, Dirk has had that ability. I remember when Dirk went up against the Spurs, he drove hard to the basket, got fouled by Ginobili in San Antonio. I think that was their title year where they knocked off the Spurs. Am I, is that, is, could that be right? They went to the finals oh. that year. They, they didn't win. They, that's when they lost to Miami, but I know what you're talking about. Right. And he drove He drove the lane, yep. like, went in the clutch, that is like, a, like two, three feet away, got the basket and the foul, went to the line, knocked it down, boom, Dallas wins. That's what, you know, that, that kind of clutch behavior. It doesn't seem to be there with Giannis. Yet, I know he works hard. I know, like, you know, the guy air, has airballed threes in the playoffs. But time and time again, if you're talking about exploiting weaknesses, the Raptors started it with what they did after their game two loss. They made the right adjustments. Just form a wall. Stop it from galloping all over the place. Okay. Then Miami further, you know, piggybacked off of that last year. And now this year, it's like, okay, well, just stay on Middleton and stay on everybody else. We'll take our chances with, you know, with the ball in Giannis's hands. And I think this, the thing that's crazy, though, is towards the end of this year, and I, you know, I've said this before, but, like, towards the end of this year, they were doing things offensively that they put Giannis in different places instead of having him work from just the top of the, the, the key or top of the three-point line and try to, you know, make his drive or make his move from there. They were moving him on certain parts of the floor where you're like, okay, if, and I keep, and I kept saying, like, if this is the Giannis they're going to they're gonna showcase where he's working from the middle, from the mid post or on the low block and he's making passes out of there and getting double-teamed and getting guys in foul trouble, I'm like, Okay, now this now this Milwaukee team is going to be a different team. And at times, this is what they did, especially with the series in Miami. I thought that was going to be a closer series. I thought Milwaukee was better, but I I was not. The last thing I was expecting was a sweep. But when you looked at that series, it's like they they went out and exploited mismatches. And that's sports, that's basketball especially. But you exploit the mismatches. So in this series now, you know, and again because Brooklyn has a three headed monster, you're like it's. I was saying Brooklyn's going to win in seven, but where Milwaukee's going to have the advantage is their size. And putting Giannis on the low block, putting him on the mid block, having guys like Blake Griffin Gardner, who's not a defender, you know, he's going to try harder now because he doesn't have that offensive responsibility on, on the defensive end. Um, but, you know, you're having Blake Griffin and 
certain guys guarding you or a, or a KD at times and stuff. If you're working from that kind of position, you're going to be successful. If Brooke Lopez is working from that kind of position, you're going to be successful. So as much as this, this is on Giannis as well in terms of, you know, not working or not making free throws because when he was coming into the league, when you watch his shot, like there's a video on YouTube where it, it breaks down his shot year to year from his rookie year till now. When you watch him shoot from his rookie year, it's, it's more fluid than how he shoots now, which is weird, right? Like, so, so what it tells me is, number one, it's definitely between the years because when you look at his face, and this is what kind of disappoints me, is when you're looking at his face and his face says, says to you, like, my wires in my brain are fried right now. I was about to walk in the line. Like, you know when, like, something just, over, like, short circuits? Like, that's what he looks like every time he walks to the free throw line. And number one, I look at it, and I'm like, yo, you're the MVP. I love the fact that he doesn't work with other people. I, I would advise him to continue to do that. My issue is, what is it exactly you're working on? Because at this <laughs> stage, if you're, st- if, you, if you're still looking like a deer in headlights trying to shoot free throws, like in pressure situations after all this time, or like there's, there's points in the game, Kevin, where this man is trying to break down Blake Griffin on the top of the key. He's trying to break him down, tries to go by him, doesn't get by him, posts him up, then basically backpedals back to the three-point line to start over again. And everybody's just sitting there watching it. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And then more importantly, what the f- is, is Budenholzer doing? Like, and this is why I'm saying. Go. This is why I'm saying before. I'm like, he's gonna. They're gonna have to fire him. They're gonna have to fire him. And now you're hearing the rumors that, like, um, before he stepped down from the job today, that uh, Rick Carlisle, the rumor is that is that he's looking, he's looking at that Milwaukee situation. And it's ironic he said that before that you heard those rumors before he he, he stepped down. But that's the rumor because he he's probably thinking, <laughs> oh, there's a couple things here we could do here that could, and he's a good coach. There's, there's a few things we could do here to adjust this. You know what I mean? Right. Like we got to take the ball out of his hands a little bit and have him moving around like this. And, and, and your, your analogy about, about the Cobra Kai and sweeping the leg. Why wasn't anybody sweeping Harden's leg? <laughs> because <again. laughs> like Kevin, yo, the, the the guy's playing on one leg. Nobody attacked this guy for the like pretty much the whole game, other than like a few times when um when Drew Holiday would do it. And then when Drew, Drew Holiday realized, like, yo, I don't know what they. Sometimes you gotta just super. You, you gotta just take over, man. Like literally, they're putting you on a power play. Yeah. It's a power play. You know, you know the man's lower body isn't working. What did Phoenix do? to Anthony Davis. And again, it's sports. It's nothing personal. But what did Phoenix do with Chris Paul and Devin Booker on like consecutive possessions in the first three, four minutes of the game? Until, in the first four uh, minutes uh, of the until, game. Until, until he basically broke. They went at him until they it, broke. Exactly. Yeah. Every play, everybody, clear out, top of the key. Come on, I'm taking this guy off. Get him off. And, and, Harden it, is not, it, and, it, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I as, as bad as Harden has been defensively, I'm I'm always the guy that says I don't think he's as terrible because I think he has it in himself to be at least a better defender that you know right. that, than than the one that he he constantly shows us, which I may I know sounds funny to say, but with that said, I mean he's not a defender anyway, even even with two healthy legs. So that is guys on and and you and you saw it the times that when guys decided to drive, like he basically guided them to the basket. Like there was nothing he gave them absolutely no resistance whatsoever. So I'm like, why aren't you guys like completely feeding this over and over again, 
running pick and rolls until you get to Harden and then just trying to exploit Harden until he, A, he either gets hurt or B, they have to just switch or just pull him on the bench because he's getting he's, he's abused. He's getting abused too much on the defensive end. Like there's so there's so much things with the, with the Bucks right now that like honestly like watching those two games watching that Bucks game and we're gonna get to Philly right now but like watching watching those two games honestly is it was so frustrating to watch because I like like one of my pet peeves of basketball playing it watching it I hate dumb basketball and that to me was like two of the stupidest games I've watched all playoffs and it was driving me insane while everybody's celebrating the Hawks. Everybody's celebrating KD's performance. I'm looking. I'm. I'm sitting on the couch with like a scowl on my face. It's about again. It's playoffs. It's about adjustments. It's about exploitation. Did the Clippers not make the adjustment to attack Rudy Gobert, knowing fully well that he's long, but just keep him moving and like confuse him, right? Put put a little bit of distance between you. It'll take him a while to gather and come find you. Morris is pulling up over him. Paul George is pulling up over him. Like, that adjustment was so good, Paul George can walk the streets again. You know what I mean? Well, but look at what Atlanta did with Julius Randle. Julius Randle's biggest weakness, and RJ, is that they're heavily left-handed. Okay, we'll just gear everything up, cut off the left, force them right. That's all it is. You just look for the weakness and opportunity, you exploit it, and you try to advance. Doc Rivers, man, I don't know. Oh, Jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh, props to Nate McMillan. Props to Tyron Lue. Props to Steve Nash. And props to Monty Williams. It's it's what you have to do. Budenholzer, like, can you make adjustments? Is it possible? He reminds me a lot of uh, of Dwayne Casey. They 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 make adjustments like the next game. So if things are happening in the first half that they haven't seen, they're not going to sit there at halftime and make that adjustment. They're going to make the adjustment the following game. And if Good. it's game, so he's going to gear up for twenty-seven. If, right. So if, it, and if I was going to say, if, and if it's game seven, then they're going to make adjustments for October. Like right. <laughs> you know. So 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 so, he, so they're, so they're going to try to make adjustments for Jeff Green's twenty-some odd points, twenty-seven points, right. and and like and Blake and Blake Griffin's seventeen. Right. right? You can't listen. At a certain point, it's going to run thin, and I know Giannis is like, you know, Budge is his coach and whatever, but at a, if you don't make the right adjustments at a certain point, it's done. It'll, you'll fall on deaf ears. You'll lose the team. Terry Stotts, didn't it just happen to Stotts in, in Portland? It just, Nothing it just, changed. It just, it like, just, it, it got... I mean, it got stagnant. It, I mean, geez, Kevin, it, it didn't even it didn't even last with New Orleans <laughs> with with, uh, with Stan Van Gundy. This guy lasted a year. Ooh. Right, yeah. like, look, look, look how fast that axe came down in his ass. Like it's crazy, you know. Like, to funny to to what you're saying though, it's and I agree. Like it's 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 a combination of all those things. But but I just think what it, just looking at Giannis, it's like a it's like a reflection. And I'm not blaming this on Giannis, right? I'm not blaming that loss on Giannis. But like, regardless if they even could they play tonight. So regardless if they win Game Six or they go home, like the fact that you're still having to like you're still having to make adjustments for the fact that you can't shoot free throws you're still having to make adjustments for you're still at the top of the key like it's 2019 all over again against the raptors and 
like the coaching staff has not made any adjustments for three years. Like I just, I to me, I find that mind boggling. I get year one, I get it's your first time getting to that level. I I had no faults with when you know when they figured out Giannis. I did not rip Giannis at all. I'm like, yo, this is his first time. Almost every great player, you know, trips that their first time getting to that level. Almost all of them do. You know, the year right. last year. You know, you you like you're like okay, come on, like this is something. I know this is the bubble. This is a different situation. I know guys are hurt, but like you can still make better adjustments than this. Miami is a team that's gonna pick those, you know, pick those scabs for you. You know, what I mean, if you if you don't if you don't cover it up properly, but but this series, like this 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 New Jersey. I'm sorry, I keep saying New Jersey, but this Brooklyn team does. They're not a defensive team whatsoever, and you can't figure this out. Like at this point, I'm like. Unless they win the unless they win the championship, and honestly, even if they do, I might I might make history and fire the coach. Still, he might be the first coach in NBA history to win the NBA title and still get fired right out right after the parade. <laughs> because I'm like, you can't like uh, you can't keep doing this, man. Like it's it's like it's like Groundhog Day. Like I I thought it was I thought it was mind boggling. Don't even don't even get me started on Brook Lopez because Brook Lopez is the same thing too. Like he's out there shooting threes, three four three, four feet behind the line, and he has guys that are like half his size guarding him. Nobody thought for a second, hey, maybe have a roll with that guy to the basket and <laughs> get him in the post for like four minutes. Let's just see what happens. And and the, the joke is when he actually gets the ball in the paint, he's scoring. So Sure, but, you know, maybe, they're, maybe they have this mysterious guy in their chat group that's giving them advice on what to do on the perimeter. And then at the end of the season, we're just going to find out that it was Christos Porzingis telling him to just stay out there and shoot threes and, and pose when you do it. You know what I mean? What a waste of seven feet. Like the tallest player for, for the tallest player for Brooklyn is DeAndre Jordan, and he's not even playing. I know. It's like it's usually Blake Griffin. I know. And it's 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 almost as insulting as JJ Barea guarding LeBron in the first in, when when they played Miami in the finals. Because they knew LeBron couldn't post up. Yeah. But again, it's but again, it's exploiting. Okay, and Blake Griffin is old enough now. He knows. He's savvy. You know what I mean? Props to PJ Tucker for putting in that fight. Because I think Milwaukee would have been flustered without him. I think so too. Stepping up, stepping up and taking that challenge and taking the hit. I mean, I can't believe I'm watching now on my screen. Like I watched TV today, uh, and on the ticker. For some reason, it's headline news that Giannis is open to guarding Durant if 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 necessary, if called upon. I'm like, how the hell is this ticker news? I know. Of course, you should defensive play. You know, all defensive team. I so he, I he, listen. He, 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 they, not only did they not double team him, he never guarded him once that whole game. Like, how is that possible? <laughs> and and and, and, and again, this is this is a reflection. Like I said, Giannis, I think is a reflection of. Of of what's happening with that whole team right now? It's like, it's like it's borderline, and I'm not calling Giannis stupid, but it's it's border it's borders on stupidity. Like Giannis is not taking the mantle and saying, "Hey, I want to guard this guy." Like he's not like I said for a guy that's a two time MVP and the kind of power that he's yielding, he doesn't use it because a star player would say, "Listen, I don't give a shit what the play call is right now or what the assignment is. Move out my way. I'm guarding K- at KD. If KD gets fifty on me." I can live with that, or I won't live with it. But I could rather I, I will quicker live with that than me watching me guarding, you know, um, me guarding Blake Griffin on the other side of the floor, watching my man get destroyed for fifty, and not doing anything about it. 
you know, and and it's and it's not to say like you know, and KD's un, unguardable, but he he makes them work at least, or at least tries to. So that and that's and that's the whole thing. It's like you're still stuck on on this strategy where it's like you're. Yeah, I know you don't want to disrespect your coach, but you're still like, yeah, this is my coach. Whatever he tells me to do, this is what I'm going to do. And it's like Giannis, you're you're frick, you're like you're a two time max player MVP, like. At Re- some regular point season game, MVP. No, no but I'm regular saying, season. But I'm MVP. saying at some point you got to just say, "Listen, I don't care what the assignment is. That's my guy now. <laughs> I'm the captain of this ship now. You know what I mean? I dare you to pull me. I dare, I dare you to pull me. But I'm guarding this guy. You, everybody else, just you make the adjustments. I'm sticking with him. You know, and if it's not going to be me, it'll be PJ Tucker to give a different look here and there. But I'm going to guard that guy now. But Durant was torching him in Brooklyn the first in oh, the first two games. Sure, which is he, he, which is fine, which yeah. I I get. But you can't watch sit there and watch that happen. And the coaching staff can't sit there and be like, well, you know, he's torching Middleton. Uh, I guess we got to deal with it. You know, like it's like you got like there's got to be different adjustments there. And this and this is you know and and like I said, it just it borders on like what what is it you're working on? And speaking of which. You know, I, a quick story. So I didn't get a chance in, in 2016 to go with uh, with my, uh, my brothers and um, their friends to Vegas, right? Like um, for the summer league. So that's that year when they went to summer league. Um, ben Simmons was playing in the summer league, right? I watched a couple of the games on the TV and I was amazed by his passing and stuff. But I remember, I remember in particular one of my brothers. He was saying when when we when he got back home, and we argued back and forth. But he was like, you know, I I I. I let him obviously win this argument because he was actually watching it in person. But he's like, the craziest shit is that Ben Simmons in summer league wouldn't shoot to the, to the point where he was running the offense, basically almost at the top of the free throw line. And his man was in the middle of the key. The crowd is telling him to shoot the ball and he wouldn't shoot it. And he's wide open. They're purposely leaving him open from the free throw line, not the three point line, the free throw line. And he wouldn't shoot it, and they're like, "Yo, that is some weird shit," <laughs> because, like, you know what I'm saying. But I'm like, you know what? Even that happens, you know what? He'll get over it. You know, he's he's a rookie, whatever. He's probably got a mental block, you know, whatever. He just got to deal with it it's between the years. But we can figure it out. Whatever, it's it's fine. I'm saying we like like I work for the Sixers, but you know, mm-hmm. we 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 um. So we fast forward now five years. Five years later, you're in a series that you should be winning. And again, I'm not going to sit here and blame all of this on 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 Ben Simmons, you know, in terms of the collapse, because the collapse is a total team effort. Right. But at the same time, I lay a part of the responsibility on him. And the reason why, Kevin, is because like you're the point guard, you are the you are the point guard. Right. So when a team is when you're up 26 and, and that and everything's getting reversed and this team is coming back and making that comeback, the, one of the things as a point guard that you do. Right or as a main creator or a playmaker is you now start to dictate you, you kind of try to like, you know, stop the flood from happening first, but you do that by controlling the tempo on when you have the ball, you control the and the clock. Yeah. You control the clock. You make sure that certain guys, like if I'm not the scorer, I'm making sure Joel is getting proper looks in the post, get down in the post. I'm I'm making sure he's getting proper looks so that we're going to take advantage of this clock of these free throws and we're gonna win this game, and and you know what? And then here's the biggest thing. Now, if I get fouled, I'm gonna make these free throws. 
the fact that he can't forget forget the threes and just uh, kind of like Giannis too. Forget the threes. He's not a pull up jump shot. What like he doesn't you know he doesn't have a mid range jump shot. He's not gonna do that. I don't even care about that right now. We're gonna work with the assets that you have. The fact that you can't make free throws as a point guard is detrimental to your team's success because you can't be the greatest. You can't be the best creator on the team and not be in games or be afraid to like be aggressive because you don't you, like you're trying to get rid of the ball instead of trying to make the place happen and, and be aggressive and control pace and control tempo you're trying to get the ball out of your hands so that you don't get fouled like that's that's well, like you can't do that that's, that's impossible you cannot do that but Calvin, why, why are we acting surprised that Ben Simmons can't shoot we knew he couldn't shoot in LSU you knew your, your family could knew that, and everyone there knew he couldn't. He didn't want to shoot in in summer league. Brett Brown was like, "I'm encouraging the guy that I'm going to waste the possession just to make him comfortable. Shoot one three a game, and he still didn't shoot." And, <laughs> and then he goes against Toronto. He doesn't shoot there. Jimmy Butler says, "F this, I'm out." Flexes to Miami. You figure it out. You know, point guard. And now in a game, surprise, surprise, you need to shoot, be able to shoot, or at least make your free throws in order to go deep in the playoffs. And yet again, his limitations will become Philadelphia's limitations. Stephen A. Smith said it. And that he doesn't think the Sixers can win a championship with ben Sim without Ben Simmons knowing how to shoot. And he has shown consistently, he again, strong left hand, but he has shown no evolution in his game. So if he stagnates, Philly stagnates. Yeah. Sixteen points off of talent, great. But if you're bricking all these free throws and missing all these shots, you should be averaging twenty six, stepping it up in the playoffs. But Trey Young and Kevin Herter are laughing at you on the way back to Atlanta and the Eagles too. They're laughing at you because what's that is it is it Herter, the redheaded kid? Yeah, the redhead, yeah. Yeah, that guy fouling you on purpose, right? They're again, they're just sweeping the leg, and you're at home having people mimicking, you know, what a free throw is supposed to look like, and cheering you on like you're doing something special. The too many participation medals, man. There are levels to this. There are levels to this. Only one team's going to hoist the championship, and Embiid's hurt. So Embiid is laboring. Ben Simmons can't shoot, and Tobias Harris is still cashing checks. Seth Curry balled out. He's not going to do that again. But and, and he wasted his. And here, 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 ahead, here no, I was going to say, here's what's crazy. Last night, him and Embiid were the only two players to score on on, well, on Philly in the second half. They were the only two guys that got field goals in the second half of the entire game. <laughs> Look at the box score. They only they're the only two that scored in the second. And 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 Curry actually led them in scoring. Not not Steph. Seth, <laughs> the one that the one that Steph helped get back in the league, right? Right, right. Safe, safe from the doldrums of Sacramento and what and, and whatever. Yeah, that so, guy, and credit to him because he's been playing solid. Like I like I like Seth Curry. I'm not even knocking him. I like him. But again, it, this is to me this is a reflection of Ben Simmons. I'm sorry. This this is why the, this episode is is named Giannis and Ben <laughs> because. Like those two, it's like a reflection of the the limitations of 
their championship potential is limited until those guys work on those two things. As long as you're going to have, I mean, Milwaukee and Giannis are married together. Like they're not like Giannis ain't going nowhere, you know, but Philly, it's like, you know, early in the year. And, and I was talking to um, one of our other South Shore family members talking to Headley earlier last night. And what was interesting is he, he, he reminded me of a point where, you know, or we were talking about last, like last night we were talking about how Harden was, you know, was looking to get offloaded from Houston and, they wanted to, you know, the, the, the rumor was, you know, they, he, he wanted to get Philly, but because he, sorry, he wanted to get uh, traded to Philly or Philly was one of the options. But I think because, you know, of Daryl Morey's, their history and stuff, you know, he didn't want to, I don't know if they wanted to make a trade with him. They didn't want to get Fleece and work with that guy again, you know, after everything mm-hmm. that's happened in the last year or whatever. So it didn't work. Part of it was like, they don't, they didn't, they didn't, um, you know, I think that they didn't want to part with Ben Simmons. That was part of it. Like Philly wanted, I mean, sorry, the Rockets wanted Ben Simmons and Philly was like, no. And I'm like, why are we doing this? It's Harden. Like, <laughs> like I understand because of the age, but I'm like, like if stuff hits the fan, you know, Harden can still make free throws. He's still going to make certain shots. You know what I mean? On one leg. On one well, leg. Well, right, which he did, well, right you now, know. yeah. Well, right now, that's the case. But I'm just saying, like, in general, you can do those things. You know what I mean? So it's like, to me, I'm like, what am I missing here? And like I, I understand the tantalizing potential of, of of Ben Simmons. It's it's like you could see it, but again, this is year five. He's he's been in the league five years now, and he's like your point guard can't shoot. He's making Shaq look like Mark Price. He's making Shaq look like Steph Curry from the free throw line. Shaq <laughs> averaged fifty percent. He's not even close to that, Kevin, in the playoffs. He's not even Hack close. Of ben. Hack Was he four for fourteen? Or four for eleven. Fourteen what? last night, but yeah, there was a point in the series he was. There was a point in the series he was actually five for twenty. So again, this is a team because of those limitations. They choked away an eighteen point lead and a twenty six point lead. One at home, one away. Right, mm-hmm. and then they were up ahead, and you know Joel, Joel the troll was making fun of people and, you know, going at it. Who's getting the last laugh at the end of the day? Listen, I understand that we're going to say, like, oh, it's year five for Ben. It's year five for Ben in the NBA. He's been playing basketball for years. Mm-hmm. You still can't shoot. Your, your, your audition tape was you can't shoot. Why are we expecting William Hung to turn into Brian McKnight. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know he can't shoot. Just, you know, but he's a singer. It doesn't matter. There are levels to this. You don't, you don't have it. You never had the range. So why are we trying to act like we're surprised that, oh, if Ben Simmons knows well, how to shoot? Why are you giving him 150 some million dollars? Well, 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 here's why I'm harping on him. I'll tell you why. Because in the regular season, he shot 61% from the free throw line. And in the playoffs, he's shooting he's shooting thirty three percent. That's why. Who drops thirty <laughs> percent in the playoffs to so that degree? It's not even like sixty one to fifty six percent. It's sixty sixty two or whatever to sixty one percent to thirty three percent. That's twenty eight percent points. It's between the ears. It's but absolutely remember, between remember, the ears. You remember that? Remember that reporter? Who just cared about his team, right? Hey, have you thought about taking Ben out? Why would I do that? 
<laughs> you don't know basketball if you if, if you don't want to take it. He does other things like contribute to losing eighteen and twenty six point leads. Then, you know, like he's your and and, and you know if, what? And I remember that with Doc. I mean, what do you expect Doc to say? You know what I mean? Like he's gonna have to defend. He's like he's gonna ride with his guy. He's gonna defend them. I get that. I totally get that. But at the same time, it's like okay, not at like I said. If there if there's that meme. I don't know if you've seen that picture of um, of Canard from uh, from The Wire, <laughs> the, the kid that shot Omar, and he and he has to, oh. there's a picture of him with his eyebrows like up, like like who are you talking to? So that's the reporter that asked that question. If you look at his face now, like he he has that meme. He's, he's that living embodiment of that meme now because I just think it's crazy. Like you know, like and and I think he's thinking that's crazy too. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like at the end of the day, it, this is I guess this is the point of it all. Is like. A couple of things that they, they need to go do, the two of them, Ben and Giannis, is is two words. Sports psychologist. Figure this shit out. Because you have unlimited access to the gym. You can pay and pay for shooting coaches, trainers. You have everything at your disposal to be better than this. And I'm not saying these guys need to be, like, shooting 85%. But you can't shoot, like, what they're shooting now. And to Ben Simmons again... For a point guard to be shooting thirty three percent from the free throw line, Kevin, that like you are you're like there's no way you're gonna succeed. I don't care what how the game has changed, I don't care what he can do outside of a skill set or sorry, everything else in the skill set. I don't care what happens. You do that, you are not winning. Period. Not when you're the not when you're the main ball handler and the main creator. Can't work. It is not gonna happen. Like there's only so much Embiid can do. Embiid's not a point guard. You know, so and, it even, is between, and even he missed his free throws the last game too. But you know, yeah. not an insult to injury, but it's like, what what else do you want him to do? It's funny. In some ways, I think it's actually it's actually make or break time for kind of both of those players in a sense where, especially more so Simmons, because if they lose in the second round to Atlanta, and those stats bear out like a sore thumb, shooting thirty three percent from the th- from the free throw line. Basically, the championship potential is going to be on his back. It's going to like he's going to take all the blame or most of the blame for that. You know what I mean? Or at least I would say the majority of the blame is going to take for that. And for those simple reasons, like what is it you're doing in the summertime that's not helping you become better at at this area? Like I don't even care about the threes making jump shots because the thing is with Jason Kidd, like the the comp between like him, that was his kind of his comp coming out of college. But the thing with Jason Kidd is, I remember, we remember how he was. Like when he came into the league, they were calling him Asin because he had no J, right? But right, right. at the same time, at the same time, if you fouled him, he was making his free throws. So he still had it. He wasn't afraid to make. So he wasn't afraid to get fouled. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't afraid to get fouled. Like fumbling the ball at the end of a game on a, on a on a on a you know on a quick dump down pass for you to get a quick dunk, you know, from Giannis the other night. And trying to get the ball like a hot potato as fast as possible in, in terms of Ben Simmons, that's fear. That's between the ears. You know what I mean? So I'm like, how do you not figure this out now? It's like it's it's uh, I know this is supposed to be like 30 minutes and we're going to end pretty much now. But like, God damn, man, like it's I don't know what to say, man. Just uh, I, I, I'm just I'm confused it, by it all. Uh, they clench. It gets tight. And. Temperatures rising, man. Mob deep. You realize that they think about it when, you know, the game is on the line. The series is on the line. People are watching. They're exploiting my liability. 
remember, and when we say it's between the ears, Rick Barry once said that he was helping coach, to coach Shaq at one point, right? And other, other people used to say that, you know, in practice, Shaq would hit his free throws, but during the game, couldn't hit him. And he eventually, you know, it, it, it was what it was. It was between his ears. Uh, Chris Webber was a very bad free throw shooter in his first couple of years. And he gradually got better, you know, later on in his career, right? Especially through Sacramento, he increased significantly. So, yeah, there's some people, you got to wonder, like, oh, Markel Fultz couldn't shoot. And now Markel is kind of, you know, he was, he, he's, he's made some improvements. Right. Right? So, yeah, if we see Ben Simmons posing on a red carpet, like, you know, with, with, with Kendall or something like that down the road, and he comes back and he's still not shooting, and he's still not shooting, I mean, yeah, it's not, I it's, mean, it's, they're, 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 there's some rough cities out there, but luckily Philadelphia is known for, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, he better come back. <laughs> he better come back with some sort of something new to keep him at bay, because. Yeah. <laughs> can't, nope. can't, can't have that. And you can't you can't have you can't have your your point guard in the fourth quarter being treated like he's Ben Wallace. That can't happen either. <laughs> when Ben Wallace is sending Ben Simmons text like, yo, call me, I'll give you some tips, you know that you're really bad at what you're doing. <laughs> uh, you know what? So let, let's let's wrap it up here because, like I said, I will, I want to come with another pod next week about um, you know the, the results of the rest of the series and the conference finals and everything else. Um, but um, but thank you, Kevin, for hopping on this on this episode. This little mini I can't even say it's a mini episode because this is like over a half hour now. But you know, but thank you for hopping on anyway and just and just letting us, I guess, just venting a little bit about those two guys because, uh, like I said, man, I was so frustrated. And I'm still annoyed, honestly, watching, like, just just thinking about those two games. It, just, it bothered the hell out of me. You really have to think about the audacity you have of expecting, quote-unquote, superstars to deliver in clutch moments. How dare you? The audacity, the gall, Calvin. Mm. It, it, this, this, this is where we're at. This is where we're making excuses for people and blah, 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 blah. Yo, you're in the league. You can't shoot. You know. Yeah. Oh, oh! Last thing, <laughs> last thing. So, Serge Ibaka has a, a has a um, Paul George apology form that's circulating on on um, on Instagram and stuff. Um, basically, you know, taking names and having people fill out forms to apologize of all the uh, the knocking that they've been doing for Paul George over the last couple of years. Do you want to sign it? No. So I'll tell you why. Um, Tyron Lue did a great job in making his adjustments, but the fact that Paul George finally shot over 50% from the field and is, ma- and is the highest paid player on the Clippers, no. No. Keep that up for the next two games. Deliver like no one's busy. You know, exceed, exceed expectations, fine. But the fact that you shot 50% from the field and you're the highest paid player on the team, this is what we're celebrating, really? Hey, what you, really? Hey, you know what the the answer was supposed to be yes. Anyways, uh, thank you for hopping on this episode. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You don't start off with me and try to leave out a high note. You're not Costanza. I'm gonna rip you up. <laughs> <laughs>
we'll be back. Like I said, we'll be back again next week. Um, for all the listeners, thank you for for you know supporting and, and tuning in. Um, hit the like button, the favorite button, click on all the five stars, wherever it's available. Um, and to listen to all my past episodes, check out SouthshoreAve.com. Once again, that's SouthshoreAve.com. Uh, for Kevin W., this is Cal C., and you just tuned into the Ave Podcast on South Shore Ave Radio. Until next week, we out. Peace. Have a great weekend. Later. <laughs>